Blog Talk Radio. everyone and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm your host, Marie Hewitt, and I am delighted, as always, that you've tuned in this morning. There is a fabulous organization locally called the Found Animals Foundation that's doing some pretty remarkable things, and Jennifer Brent will be stopping by shortly to talk all about these wonderful endeavors. Then, after our halftime break, our old friend Russell Taylor from Majeska Ranch Rescue will be back to give us all the latest news from his unique rescue operations in the heart of Orange County's lovely Majeska Canyon. I think you're really going to find these guests extremely fascinating, so hold tight and we'll be back in just a moment with a brand new edition of the Pet Place Radio Show here on K Mozart. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on K Mozart. I'm Marie Hewlett, and joining me now is Jennifer Brent from the Found Animal Foundation. Welcome to the Pet Place, Jennifer. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. So the Found Animal Foundation, that's a very cool name, by the way. (laughs) What exactly is it? Well, we are a privately funded operating foundation, and we focus on Los Angeles, and our goal is to minimize shelter euthanasia. We have a bunch of different programs that focus on um, spay-neuter specifically. We do adoptions events, and we have an adoption facility, and we also supply all the microchips to all the animals adopted within Los Angeles County. Wow, that's a huge undertaking, <laughs> Robin. Yeah. My goodness. So Los Angeles County, that's mostly the area that you're focusing in? Yes, so that covers, and Los Angeles County is huge and have a lot of animals in need of help. So what we're hoping to do is develop programs here that are self-sustainable, that are replicable so that we can kind of figure out what works, what doesn't work, and then be able to give our learnings to other places across the country because if it can work here in Los Angeles, we feel like it can work elsewhere. We have a tremendous number of animals coming in and and a very diverse uh, culturally and um, economically mm-hmm. groups here in Los Angeles and we, we feel like this is a good testing ground. That's wonderful and are you getting a lot of support from uh, the county shelters in this endeavor? You know we work with the county, the city, Siaka, Burbank Animal Shelter, Pasadena, um, Siaka which is the Southeast Area Animal Control Authority down in Downey a mm-hmm. ton and everyone has been unilaterally great to work with. They've been very supportive and very helpful with us with all the things that we've wanted to pursue. Oh, that's great. And can you talk a little bit about all these things that you've been wanting to pursue? (laughs) Sure. So um, our oldest program is our microchip program, and that started even before we were really an operating facility. And Mm -hmm. we've been giving away microchips because we really feel that microchips are a great I mean, it's the only permanent identification since tattooing isn't really done anymore Mm -hmm. and um, allows a a pet to be reunited with its owner, and we feel that that's incredibly important. If we could really, if if every pet had a microchip, it was registered and up-to-date, then we would be able to do a much better job at reuniting pets with their owners um, that turn into the shelter. So we've been doing that. We're also developing um, a database that will be free for people as opposed to some of 
of the other microchips where they have to, um, you know, pay a monthly fee or, Uh, you know, sometimes it can be difficult to Mm -hmm. update information. And we're doing that online, and that's something that we'll be hopefully having a huge launch on um, in March, and we'll, I'd love to come back and talk about that later. Okay. Um, we so also, can I interrupt yeah. one second? Mm-hmm. So with that program, let's say I have a microchip and I move, can I just go online myself and update exactly. everything myself? Exactly. Wow, that would be really yeah. nice. Okay. Yeah. All you right. Know. Well, I could get you back on track again. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> no, no, we have so much that's going on, it's hard to keep track. Uh-huh. Um, we just... Um, started launch something with the city of Los Angeles where they now can do licensing online. And licensing is another thing that we really feel like is important for a couple of reasons. Number one, it does help to reunite a pet with its owner. It's estimated that one in three pets is lost during its lifetime. So reuniting pets with its owner, but also a license is a great way to raise money for spay neuter. And mm-hmm. here in Los Angeles, a portion of the license fee goes to help pay for spay-neuter vouchers so that people who can't afford to get their animal fixed can go ahead and use one of the vouchers and get their animals altered at a low or even free price. And we've paid for a huge um, licensing campaign. So we have bus shelters, we have um, bus benches, we have uh, uh, radio ads, TV, lots kind, lots of really fun, exciting things. Let that, me um, ask you this about the the online licensing. Yeah. Is it a one site serves everybody? So it's sort of a clearinghouse for the city, the county, everything. Well, that way, you, somebody doesn't have to figure out: Do I need to license it here, or do I need to license it here? Can they just go to that one website and do everything? Well, if you go to LAPetLicense.com, mm-hmm. it will lead you to a a site which is part of our website that you put in your zip code and it will tell you exactly how what the what the approximate fees are okay. and who you service because it is very complicated here in Los Angeles you don't know with the uh, incorporated cities like West Hollywood or Beverly Hills where do you license your pet mm-hmm. and i think it's been very confusing in the past so this is going to help hopefully clarify for people um, where they go, who services it, how much it costs. And right now, and actually until the end of March, we have an amnesty period. So if you've never licensed your pet before or you've let it lapse, you didn't prioritize it, there's, you know, tons of bills coming in every day. Maybe it's not one that was on top of your list. Right now we have a, a, a... an amnesty period so that you are able to get up to date on your licensing and that way if your pet is ever lost it's zero dollars to you update that license go to the website and um, lapetlicense.com and you'll be able to figure out exactly where you need to go what you need to do okay so you still pay the license fee you just won't pay any late fees you won't pay the license fee either really yeah it's an amnesty for until the end of march yeah so it's great that's huge Mm mm-hmm Oh, well, we really need to promote that. Let's say it again. Free license. <laughs> Free license. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's talk about spaying and neutering. Yeah. Um, why is that important? And I know we've, uh, oh, we've talked about this many, many times on the yeah. pet place, but I don't think we can talk about it enough. I, I completely agree with you. I think that um, 
spay neuter, I, I, I commend all the rescue groups out there who are dealing with the the unwanted pets or the homeless animals, and we really feel like spay neuter is our contribution to helping prevent those animals from ever coming into the shelters. It's you know if you put a male and a female cat together for seven years, they could have four hundred and twenty thousand kittens. Everybody likes cat kittens, but nobody wants four hundred and twenty thousand of them, right. and that's what happens, you know. And I think people feel like well. You know, my cat's an indoor cat, and she never gets out. And we all know the first time she gets out is the time she gets she gets knocked up. So mm-hmm. that's why it's so important for cats and dogs. And you know, I think that that people have a lot of there's a lot of myths going around about if I don't if I get my animal fixed, it's going to get fat or it won't develop all of its secondary characteristics. Well, we all know that pe- pediatric spay neuter is completely safe and actually prevents your animal from developing a lot of later in life um, illnesses. So right. we have and, and let me just say this about the excuse my pets will get fat if I have them spayed or neutered. Generally, if you're a pet owner, look at yourself in the mirror. And if you have a few pounds to lose, then chances are you're not getting your pet uh, out enough and getting enough exercise with him. And you guys can both lose weight and get in (laughs) shape together, but it takes activity. If you're just a couch potato, whether you're a dog or a cat or a human, you're going to get fat. Yeah, I mean, there is a connection. (laughs) It's got nothing to do with the spaying and neutering. It has everything to do with diet and exercise. I mean, I think that the connection between healthy people and healthy animals, both mentally and physically, has been shown in so many different studies that, Mm -hmm. you know, a a dog gets you out of the house, it gets you walking, even on, like, days when you don't really feel like it. It gets you out there, you meet your neighbors, you become more social. It just also helps your mental well-being to get out and breathe some fresh air and see the beautiful California sunshine. Sure, and I want to say this to guys out there. If, uh, If you're looking for a nice woman to date, all you have to do is adopt a dog that'll be your best friend, and walk on the beach with that dog, and all the girls on the beach will say, oh, that dog is so cute, and it's your conversation starter. (laughs) It's your in to make a date. (laughs) Dogs and babies. Dogs and babies. Well, I think, yeah, it's better to, let's let's start with the dogs. (laughs) There's plenty of them that need homes, and they're much easier to take care of than babies. That's right. That's right. I know a lot of people are concerned, though, about the actual surgical procedure uh of spaying and neutering, and there are actually some legitimate concerns about that. Are we any closer to finding a non-surgical way of uh, keeping our, our pets unable to reproduce? Well, we at Sound Animals, we have a $75 million prize package. It's $25 million available in grants and ultimately a 25, I'm sorry, um, uh, $50 million available in grants and $25 million prize to find a non-surgical sterling for cats and dogs. And we have some really, really promising things on the horizon. We've to date given about $1.5 million in grants and the people who work in the Michelson Prize and Grants tell me that this will happen during our lifetime. And, right. you know, whether it's a pill or a shot, it will make a huge difference, not just here in the United States, but all over the world. Can you imagine that, you know, if you if you could just give your cat, go to the vet, give your 
your cat would get a shot and then it would never be able to have babies as opposed to, you know, sometimes it's difficult to have an animal anesthetized. Mm-hmm. It's tough on them. And, and especially with our feral, feral animal populations all over the world, it would make a tremendous difference. Sure, if you could just put something in the food mm-hmm. that, that the feral cat caretakers uh, put out, that would be amazing. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about adoption. I know that you do a lot of wonderful adoption events. Tell me a little bit about those. Well, we started doing our adoption events. I've been with the foundation almost four years, and we started small. And we had just one uh, events at single locations, and then it's really grown, and we call it Event in a Box, and I joke that it's Event in a Small Car because <laughs> there's so many things that we bring with us. But what we do, we coincide it with the discount periods at the animal shelters, mm-hmm. and we do provide customer service training for the volunteers and for the staff. We do a lot of outreach, and I think that's the biggest thing is letting people know, you know, if you get somebody to walk into a shelter, they'll fall in love. Mm-hmm. Those animals sell themselves. And so it's just a question of getting people to realize where their animal shelters are and what's available. I think there's a myth going around that pets that end up in the shelter are somehow undesirable, that they've done something bad to end up there. And we know as people who have been in shelters that mm-hmm. that's far from the truth. 25% of animals that go into the shelter are purebreds, so there's no excuse there. And a lot of these animals are given up because the people move or they can no longer afford. And I've certainly seen people, you know, in tears giving up their animals. They don't want to. There's nothing wrong with these animals. Mm-hmm. They just, there's circumstances beyond the, their um their humans control, and they end up at the shelter. Right. The economy has certainly been bad for the animals mm-hmm. in our society, and, and so many have ended up in shelters as a result of the yeah. poor economy. And and it's through no fault of their own. They're yeah. beautiful animals. They're happy. They're friendly, ready to love a family. They just need you to come down and adopt them. Exactly. So what we do with our events is we really hope to drive more people into the shelter. We make it a welcoming place. We have our volunteers and staff members there on hand to answer any questions. Sometimes when you walk in, it can be very intimidating. You don't know where to go. It's loud. It's sometimes, you know, it feels a little a little intimidating. And so we have people there on site to say, well, this is where the cats are. This is where the dogs are. This is how much it costs. This is the procedure that you go through in order to adopt. And I think those kind of things really help to demystify the whole process. I think if people realized how simple it was that more people would adopt. And another thing that we have that is a really exciting initiative, and we've opened one back in April at the Lakewood Center Mall, down in Lakewood, which is about southeast of the airport to give anybody a kind of geographical layout, is it's called Adopt and Shop, and it's a retail adoption site. We're bringing in animals from Siaka, which is a local shelter. It's located in Downey and services 13 area cities, Mm -hmm. and we bring in animals from there. We have them all pre-sterilized. They're all up to date on their shots. They have microchips, and they're ready to go home, and we have had tremendous success there. We also have a little bit of a retail mix to help offset some of the costs. So you can get started there with your leashes and your collars and your kitty litter. And we have cats and dogs, and they are just doing a great job. And we hope to have at least one, if not two, open um, by the – two more, excuse me, by the end of 2012. And we're wow. very excited about that. That is fabulous. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I think that sometimes because shelters can be intimidating and maybe it's harder to find, you know, it came it, – we got to the, the thinking that if we can't bring people to the shelters, we're going to bring shelters to the people. <laughs> Good so. for you. Hey, how can I find out more about the foundation? Are you online? Yeah, we have a 
really robust web presence, and it's www.foundanimals.org. You can follow it. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. Um, you can also find out we have pet clubs, so you can get a bi-monthly newsletter with tips and tricks on working with your cat, dog, or other, and we have all kinds of great information there if people have if questions about licensing their pet, about spay-neuter, about pet identification. Um Lots and lots of, of data, information, anecdotes. If you want to see cute pictures of puppies and kittens, uh-huh. those are there too. Let's give uh, that website one more time before it, I let you go. Thank you. It's foundanimals.org. So F is in Frank, like lost and found, animals plural, dot org. Wonderful. Thanks so much for stopping by today. Thank you so much. We need to take a quick pet place break now, but don't go away. Russell Taylor from Majeska Ranch Rescue is waiting in the wings to tell us all the news from his rescue in the orange. County Canyons. We'll be right back here on K Mozart. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on K Mozart. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining me now is Russell Taylor from Majeska Ranch Rescue. Hi, Russell. Long time no talk. Yes, hi, Marie. Thank you for calling me. How are you? We're doing pretty well. And I just wanted to get up to date on all the latest news from Majeska Ranch Rescue. But let's start with reminding everybody about what your rescue does. Uh, okay. Well, we are. Uh, we started off 11 years ago largely as a, uh, a rescue that rescued dogs from shelters and, and found them new homes. And um, since then, we've done over 7,000 adoptions. Wow. Uh, I think. Uh, uh, I don't think. Any of us expected that's where it would head. No, um, that's amazing. Uh, many of those, mostly dogs and cats, but uh, over the years we've got involved in other things too, and we've had, uh, we have now, we have horses and goats and pigs, and we've even had donkeys and llamas over the last few years. Oh, I know. I remember after the fires, you took in a few llamas, didn't you? Yes, yes, we did. And it was uh, <laughs> largely because somebody not far away from us had llamas and their house burned down so we took the llamas while their house was rebuilt which took quite a while and they they are fascinating animals they sure are but i bet it was a relief to send them back home uh well you you sort of miss them you get get rather attached to some of them really but they're they're, uh, um yeah they're very pretty they have amazing amazing eyes yeah and they're just so beautiful too. Yeah. I just love llamas and alpacas and all of those guys. They're just very, very unusual animals, and they're always fun to visit with. Yes, they 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 do have a way of um, uh, expressing their disgust <laughs> from from time to time, which, which, which is a little messy. But uh... <laughs> I think we'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> hey, I understand that your dogs that you rescue actually live in the house with you. Uh, they do. Um, it's probably somewhat unusual. You know, I suppose many people think, oh, it's a rescue, and it, 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 you know, you've got lines of cages and that sort of thing. Oh, all the dogs live actually in our house. Wow. Um, yeah, at times, <laughs> How do you manage that? Uh, I think probably because we're both maybe marginally insane. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we do have uh, people who come and help us with the rescue, but largely you know, myself and my wife, Teresa, do the day-to-day, and... Okay. Um, and what we find is that with the dogs in the house, you know, they're better socialized. Um, they have a home. And, okay. Uh, but many of the dogs now, we sort of morphed from being a purely adoption operation to being mm-hmm. somewhat of a sanctuary because over the years, you get in 
one or two dogs every year that just that are too old or too sick to be adopted. Mm-hmm. And so they just hang around the house and they you know, live out their lives. Oh, wow. So... So the longer you remain in operation, the more uh, sanctuary pets you're going to have. Exactly. Probably it's, next time I call, you'll have 40. Yeah, well, it's a bit like that. You know. <laughs> so gradually, a little more of our capacity, if you like, every year is taken up by unadoptable animals. But, um, uh, you know, they, they may they may have you know, had cancer or, or they're just old or they're sick in some way. and. Um, but that, that's it in itself is very interesting. It's, it's I a, bet it's you've got dynamic. some great stories about all these animals. Have you ever written uh, these stories yeah, and yeah, published well, I, them? Yes, I, I, I've um, I've written quite a, a lot of stories about them, and I, I do send them out as uh, uh, as, a, as a blog and an email, um, and, I, and I have ideas about putting it all together in a book. I, I try I, I write them with a long tongue in cheek and try to make it funny, but they're all true. Yeah. <laughs> Well, how could somebody read some of these stories? You said you had a blog. Is, uh, is there a website you can yes. send people to? I'm just just setting up the blog, and it's it's under uh, russellsroundup.com. Oh, okay. R u s s e l l s roundup.com, or they can just email me at russell at majeskaranch.com. And uh, and I'll put them on my email list and and send them out. Uh, oh, how fun! I, I get I get a lot of feedback from people who say they. They were holding their sides laughing. <laughs> hey, Russell, do you have a website, though, where people can take a look at the animals that are available for adoption? Um, the, the best way to do that, we, we do have a website. Um, we sometimes struggle to keep it exactly up to date, but mm-hmm. um, if I give you the website, and the best way to stay up to date with what we have for adoption or other animals is on our Facebook page, oh, okay. uh, which is Majeska Ranch Rescue, and that's kept up to date daily. Now, are there spaces uh, between Majeska Ranch Rescue, or is it all one word? Uh, on, on, the, on Facebook, it's Majeska Space Ranch Space Rescue. Okay. Um, on our website, where you can go and find out the history and uh, even find our donation page, it's www.majeskaranch.com. So it's M-O-D-J-E-S-K-A-R-A-N-C-H.com, majeskaranch.com. Okay, you mentioned donations. I have a feeling it costs you a fortune to take care of all the animals that you take care of. I mean, especially when we're talking about thousands of animals that you've helped yeah. get homes over the years. How could somebody help you out? Um, I suppose the, the the glib answer would be you know, win the lottery and send us the money. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's it's a challenge, and mm-hmm. um, you know, we it's it's supported through donations and. My income, basically, we we both work, and the, I'm, I'm I'm a realtor, so I, a lot of my uh, my money goes to support you know, keep the ranch going. Wow. Um, so yeah, if people wanted to help, but but on the on the other hand, yeah, I mean, obviously, we we'd love it if people just wrote us lots of checks. That would be great. Um, <laughs> but but at the other end of the scale, you know, we if people've got old blankets and sheets and towels, we can use those. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So because I reckon not not everybody's got money. You know, falling out of their pockets these days. So even food supplies, too. Food supplies, yes. Dog dog food, cat food, um, uh, hay for the horses, Mm -hmm. those kind of things are always welcome because we're always we're always short. Where would somebody bring those that type of donation? Um, Probably best uh, they could um, if they emailed me, we could arrange to get it, or they could drop it off uh, at the ranch, which is in Orange County, Um, or, or. 
we could you know, try and find a way to uh, to get it down to us. It depends where they are. Okay. <laughs> where can somebody actually visit the ranch? Do you have public days where people can come up and visit and say hi? Uh, we we had um, just before Christmas we had a big open day for Christmas and had people around and had a sort of a reception. Obviously, since we live there as well, it's not a place that somebody just arrives and walks in and said, hey, I've arrived. Okay. Um, but if somebody wanted to come and see, they can email us and, and you know, we can arrange for them to come and, and yeah, I'm happy to show them what, what they can see and explain what we do. Over the last however many years, how many years has it been? Seven years? Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Over the past 11 years, what has been your favorite adoption story? Adoption story? Um... I think if I could, if I could half answer the question, but tell you my favourite story, <laughs> I, I, you're going to think I'm a politician in a minute. Um, but in, in uh, 2005, there was Hurricane Katrina uh, was on, and um, we took 14 animals from Hurricane Katrina, and uh, 10 dogs and four cats. Yeah, they were flown over. We've collected them at the airport and looked after them, and found new homes for them. But Two of the cats, we actually traced the original owners. Wow. As you know, down there, people were losing their homes. They were having to go in boats. And at that time, FEMA didn't allow the boats to pick up the pets. Mm-hmm. They only allow, and that, by the way, that rule has changed now. If there was another, if, FEMA, if it happened again, they'd pick up the pets as well. But then they didn't. And one of the cats, we, we found uh, the original owner, and we flew the cat back to them, and the cat arrived back on Christmas Day. Oh, that's wonderful. And the lady called us, and she was just in floods of tears <laughs> on the phone because she got her cat back. I bet. You know, Russell, it's always so much fun chatting with you, and the time just flies by. Uh, let's give your email address out real fast before I let you go. Okay, it's Russell, R-U-S-S-E-L-L, at com, and the website is www.MajescaRanchRescue.com. Wonderful. And face Facebook is just Majesca Ranch Rescue. Excellent. It's time to take our last break of the morning, but when we return, be ready for Pet Place news and events here on K Mozart. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place news and events. I know, I've mentioned this a few times here on the Pet Place, but if you ever want to do something fun with your dog on a Monday night, and we know Mondays are pretty boring, then head on over to Fred's Mexican Cafe in Huntington Beach for Doggy Date Night. Dine on the patio, and when you order an entree, your four-legged friend receives a yummy doggy stew for free. Dress your pup up for a night on the town every Monday from 6 p.m. to midnight. For more info, call 714-374-TACO or go online to www.fredsmexicancafe.com. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org and send us your comments or suggestions for the show or photos or anything else you want to send our way. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on K Mozart. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please stay or new to your pets and have a wonderful day. Thank you.